Hi, my name is Justin. Feedback is welcome and links are available in the show notes thread on our Discord server. Go to gleepsgaming.fun for that link. This concludes Transubstantial Clown Pants. We hope you enjoy it. My name is Justin. the vacuum of space where no one can hear you scream or ask when questions, we got a couple what I believe are important rumors from the agent over on the Something Awful forums. Now, as before, big caveat, nothing is for certain verified or set in stone. These are just tidbits of information possibly attributable to someone or some people on the inside at CIG. And I am bothering with this here and now because you may want to sit down for this, I think it's good news. I th- I do. I think it's really good news, and I'm all giggly about it. I'm kind of like um, if um, if Yoda was the Pillsbury Doughboy, you know, and like you, you like poke Yoda in the in the tummy, and he goes. <laughs> Getting a visual there, like oh. popping fresh, popping fresh. Um, I don't know what does Yoda eat. What do Yodas eat? <laughs> Apparently, like frogs and lizards and stuff. The Mandalorians any indication but yeah hmm. yeah yeah maybe maybe i don't want to go down that one too too far um all right so uh, and also just kind of a, a funny aside and i wanted to mention as long as we're, we're back here um the the agent has been getting more attention of late outside the something awful forums um, a couple of other shows have been uh, making reference to him um and all of them you know to be fair all of them are saying you know these are unsubstantiated rumors and um uh, I know that um, uh, Tony on uh, Guard Frequency, he will bring these uh, these bits of information up from time to time because uh, more times than not, these um, uh, snippets fit into his idea of what he believes is going on behind the scenes. And, you know, Tony's a very smart guy, and, um, and he knows how investment, how investors work. I mean, that's what he, I believe uh, contracts is what he does, or a, a large, a significant portion of what he does, and I believe he works in the energy field. He's an attorney that, that negotiates stuff, so um, I don't know exactly what he does. But I, I, do, I do trust that he, um, he is very careful about what he will present um, on that show as information, and he will always qualify it completely ahead of time, saying, you know, these, this is, this is what we know, this is what we don't know, and this is why I think that this is worth paying attention to. So um, uh, I think that that's that that's a good thing because it is allow it is starting conversations with people outside of uh, something awful. Uh, about things that I think have gone undiscussed for too long. And um, it's also doing it in a responsible way, saying, look, yeah, we can't, we can't confirm this stuff. It's supposed to be, you know, insider information where the source needs to be protected. Get it. But let's talk about what's said and let's see um, how it makes sense relative to the things that we have learned along the way over the past eight years and um, where we believe it is that we might be headed going forward. So, okay, let me get to the rumors. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, on this, uh, it, but, you know, the basic crux this time around is that there ain't nothing new happening anytime soon, TM. So, uh, how is that good news, you ask? Well, I'll get to that, but uh, I got three three each uh, for Squadron 42 and Star Citizen. So, the first for Squadron 42, the prelude is pushed uh, out another 12 months, uh, ostensibly to the holiday season of 2021. So there had been a lot of suspicion that we would be getting um, a sliver, uh, a, a tasty taste of Squadron 42 this holiday season. And there were rumors about it uh, possibly going to Xbox or there about being a version going to Xbox for the, the launch and uh, yada, yada, yada. Apparently that's all on hold, um, that it's going to be pushed out for another 12 months, and here's the important bit, and there will be no more extensions given. Um, so 
Welcome to the Jungle CIG, your new shoulder-surfing besties, that's right, the Oversight Committee. And that, that, those are not my words, those, those are, are, are from, the, from the post. So apparently there is an Oversight Committee now that's paying attention to these things. Um, and also, I, want to, I think it's not insignificant to point out that the prelude isn't the entirety of Chapter 1. It's just a teaser. Uh, um, it's a, a bit of the first chapter with the idea of chapters, the full chapters 1 and then full chapters 2 and 3 will be coming later. So it's not even anything approaching a full game. So um, that it got pushed another year is, um, is I think assuming this is correct, I think is not insignificant. Um, so, <clears throat> so anyway, um, so that happened. Um, and then also um, on the same project, thousands and thousands of man hours continue to be lost to rewrites and last minute changes being made. And this is even after sign off has occurred. So that's not good, not surprising, but also not good. And that leads to the last Squadron 42 point that a final cut is being put into immediate lockdown, and those are not my words, and I'm making the Richard, Richard fingers here, as of Q4 2020. That's, that's now. Well, no, it, won't, it will be by the end of this week. Um, but fourth quarter of this year. So who do we suppose is doing the, uh, the lockdowning, as it were? Um, I, my, I would say it's certainly not Chris. Um, and I, so I'm going to guess that it's this oversight committee. So it's um, very interesting, a little scary. Um, but uh, moving on, um, Star Citizen, they are saying that version 4.0, there is going to be a version 4.0 beta announcement coming soon, TM. And they, I think they said within the next 90 days, so before the end of the year. And that the release of 4.0 is expected to come sometime around the middle of next year. So um, we could go back and talk about CitizenCon 2016 when they had it up on the board there that 4.0 was going to be coming out at the end of 2017. We, oh, but we don't need to do that. But I did want to mention it real quickly just because that happens to be the very last time that I played Interstellar Rift. Coincidence? I don't think so. We're living in the Matrix. But more on that later. Um, and there's also some more about 4.0. Server limits will be increased to 100 per system along with a zero-tier implementation of server meshing, maybe. Now, sorry, and this is the part where I become, uh, you know, uh, confused and, and not really understanding um, what the grown-ups are telling me. Uh, can you explain a bit about the differences between server meshing and instant, I can't even say the word, and instancing um, as it affects scaling, how, how, how either or both might affect what people are able to do with a two-system uh, game model, that being Pyro and Stanton? I'm a little lost on what they mean by instancing because it's not the because that's Star Citizen. They never use the industry standard sort of definition of harm to make everything more confusing for people because then you can't follow the progress. Um, when they're talking about instancing, are they talking about the, the static server meshing that they brought up? Um, you know what? I, I wonder because I don't know that I might be in interjecting the word instancing myself um, because I'm assuming that uh, there, I saw that as sort of the alternative to server meshing as ways to manage a, an event. You have an event and it's either going to occur in an instance or it's going to uh, occur across um, meshed servers. So that, that's on me, that's not, that's not their word. How, how are they doing that now? So if everybody, uh, if everybody pops into, um, uh, you know, what's the, uh, I can't even remember the name of the main station there, um, Art Corp, if they, if they pop into um, uh, the place with, where the penguins goes skiing in the snow, <laughs> uh, are, are, those, are those instances created or is that just, is that just the game world? No, it's just one big world, one on one big server. And if 50 people go to one place, it's just going to lag to shit. And that's all it, it does not care. 
Okay, okay, okay. So you see, because that's the thing that I'm kind of concerned about, because you have, um, is, is our corp that, our corp's not, Microtech, God bless America, Microtech. Microtech has penguins on surfboards. Yes. So, uh, you have, you, assuming that you have um, 100 people per server, um, all hundred people can go to Microtech, and you're saying, as it is now, it'll just it'll just bring the, the server to its knees. Um, so there needs to be some way to offload some of that work to additional horsepower, and that would be uh, spinning up another server to take over some of the load. But you would still have to be able to connect those servers in a way that the um, uh, the play space is contiguous. So you wouldn't, there wouldn't all of a sudden just be a wall there. It's like, ah, oh, sorry, this server ends here. You know, it would be um, a situation where you would want to be able to, with your group in your ships, you know, continue to go to a different place that has a different population and perhaps a different um, uh, quantity of resources uh, being managed by the server. So. Yeah, so um, if you had if you had like the dynamic server meshing that they talk about, you'd have um, essentially the the workload of handling one system we've broken up into those in those containers that they talk about, where you know the interior of a ship or a section of a planet or a section of space could be a container. The, all those different things could be different containers, and they some of them might be managed by the same server. They could be managed by I guess different containers could be managed by different servers. That's the the ideal, I think, especially as the, mm -hmm. the load scales up. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But the the thing you're talking about that I, I think gets into instancing would be uh, having, I guess, multiple containers within the same space handled by different servers, and you have to think about how help people cross those boundaries and like what happens if they do that well like you said will they stay in the same group for things like that or will you just not see certain people if there's too many people in one area because um, that's 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 where the level of detail comes in right not exactly okay okay it's more like how do you split up the the workload required um so the, the workload needs to be done. How do you split that up amongst the processing power that you have? And one way to do that would be instancing, and you would you would have okay. those workloads completely separate. They don't see each other at all. They're just in two totally different spaces that happen to look exactly the same, okay. as far as the server is concerned. Um, another way you could do that would be to just offload either specific parts of that logic into different servers. You could have like one server or multiple servers are dedicated to handle the AI load of a certain area, mm -hmm. or maybe you've got a, another server that's broken up to handle the like the physics of a certain section. You could break things up that way, or you could just throw multiple servers at processing all the data and then try to coordinate after the fact, making sure everything's on the same page. Okay. I mean, because I, I guess that that's kind of what um, my concern is: is that if they're if they're raising the cap to 100 players, um, that's not very many, uh, especially if you have um, you know even half a dozen capital ships, and those capital ships are fully crewed. You're you're blowing over that that uh, that limit fairly quickly, and if I'm understanding it correctly, right now, um, a server, you can visually represent a, a server as saying the Stanton system. It's like mm -hmm. that, that is one server that is get, bringing you that information. So, you know, having, you know, half a dozen capital ships fully crewed in the entire Stanton system uh, is, is not a lot. So there's got to be some way to allow those limits to increase but still allow people to enter into crowded and uh, into crowded spaces and leave crowded spaces and not have um, and, and not have performance or uh, people's uh, immersion have their their visual information be compromised I think dynamic server meshing would give you that but the, the static server meshing they're talking about won't give you that at all 
Okay, so static server meshing is going to be you have basically you have two servers, one is Stanton and one is Pyro. Pretty much, yeah. And so you can log into either one of them to start, and uh, when one of them gets overcrowded, it's just gonna it's gonna just chug, it's gonna grind, and and you can either log out and then log back into a different server, um, or hope that you get allocated to a different server. But you're gonna lose all your buddies then, you know, and especially if you're on a, on a capital ship, if if you try to go to force a change to a less populated server, you're gonna definitely potentially lose um, uh, some of the assets involved in your immediate gameplay area. Oh, yeah. Um, so so um, it, it sounds like that um, this, you know, and, and the, my reason for, for going into this, I'm not trying to, you know, beat dead mules. I'm, what I'm trying to, to figure out here is... Is this a valid, is it valid to call this that they're talking about releasing a beta? Um, and, you know, and I know you, you had already said, you, yeah, you had already said that they use, they use their words different. Uh, but, you know, we had talked about for the longest time, and, I, and Chris did too at the very beginning, you know, that uh, uh, beta was feature and content complete and you're just, you're just ironing out bugs. Um, that uh, alpha is um, a feature but you know, feature complete, but content incomplete, and every, anything, you know, less than that is, is pre-alpha and uh, tech demo and, you know, early access, <laughs> I guess. Um, so, uh, you, know, cause, you know, I'm thinking about with, with what's in the game now, unless something big happens between now, and I know that 3.11 3 is scheduled, it might be in testing now, uh, but it's scheduled to come out. It, it has none of the stuff and none of the professions, none of the ships that are, you know, represented by what I have in my hangar. So, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't do my gameplay possibilities any good. Um, is that going to change a whole bunch between, uh, you know, uh, now the beginning of the fourth quarter and the middle of next year? So that would be, what, three quarters? Um in three quarters, are they going to, you know, round out um, the professions? I mean, you know, we've, we've seen nothing. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the medical profession is basically Healy pens at this point, right? I mean, there's oh, nothing yeah. about cybernetic limbs or, you know, like for my hospital ship, you know, I'm supposed to be able to give people cybernetic limbs. Death of a spaceman, you know, it's like, you know, you come see me half a dozen times and I patch you up and, you know, make you look, uh, you know, cyber sexy and then... And then you got to go, and your your heirs inherit your stuff, and your story continues with the next generation. Can you even can you even drag people? Because there used to be a thing about like someone getting injured and you have to drag them to safety. Is that even a thing? I believe that got pushed to three dot twelve. Oh my god! Um, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been on and off the roadmap so so many times. It's it, it has become a meme in and of itself. So. Anyway, so I, I, I think you've, you've answered my question. It's like, no, this is not a beta, and it's also not going to support um, uh, groups um, large enough to uh, facilitate the kinds of encounters that we were talking about back in, you know, 2014, 2015. No. Uh -huh. You know, and, um, you know <laughs> and, and also, I should, you know, I should learn to be a little fucking grateful once in a while because you know it, it even though it will support groups larger than Deep Rock Galactic, I will give them that. <laughs> and every other game that we love really bad, except for that they only allow you to have four players. You know, so there is that. But it's an MMO, so that's that's also got to be uh, considered as well. So, um, all right. Well, it's um, yeah, I. Yeah, there's no there's no point in um, in flogging on anymore. I think that you know, and, and we don't we don't have the information that we need to really have um, a robust opinion about uh, about all of this. So we will again have to just wait and see. But I do, as I said before, I do believe that in the in the vacuum of space, in the absence of information, it's good to have these little bits of um, of. Uh, potential information which allow us to kind of gauge where it is that we are and potentially and where we can potentially get um, over the next you know 
two or three quarters. I mean, so I don't I don't see being able to get to a real beta by then, and I think that you're you're in agreement with me on that. So I have a good analogy for what the beta is going to be like for Star Citizen, which is um, have you have you heard the story about the the first truck the Nikola company put out, like a, a sort of competitor for Tesla? No. No. They pushed that thing down a hill without an engine in the truck. Yes, I did see that. I did see. I saw that uh, that videotape, and they said, "Well, that's it's it's how the truck would coast." <laughs> yeah, but the first time you showed it to us, you said that it was under its own power. You didn't say it was under the power of goddamn gravity, and that that's exactly what the Star Citizen beta is going to be. Oh my god, that's, well, that's so a, funny. I'm glad you said that because I was like, "What is your definition of beta?" And <laughs> I kind of disagree with you there, Gleep. I think we can make some assumptions because there's been no testing done at scale. There's no been stress mm. testing. So they're not even at a point where they have any type of meshing at this yeah. point. I, yeah. I would strongly disagree with anyone who says they have any meshing because there's not even two systems. And you could literally copy and paste Stanton, have two of them, mm -hmm. have that wormhole mm -hmm. mechanic between it, and start stress testing having people go between them. There, there's yeah. so much that's missing right now Yes, that has yes, been agree. very alarming to me for a long yes. time. That has taken me from being a fanboy who spent way too much money on this game to being a very harsh critic. Um, well, you know, and I think that this is also a another reason why um, rumors um, become valuable because it seems pretty apparent to me on the outside here that we have no clue what's going on on the inside. It's not, you know, for the most transparent, you know, development project of all time, uh, yay, yay us, good guys. Uh, we don't know, we don't know dick about what's going on in, inside those walls. And so, you know, it's it's a black box, literally. It's a, it's a black box to us. And so we we have some idea of the inputs of what's going in. We really are pretty clueless, or we, we know exactly, I'm sorry, we know exactly what's coming out. Um, we're clueless on what's going on inside, so we're only able to take, you know, our in, the inputs and in, in, that we're aware of and the outputs that we can see and try to extrapolate what's going on in the middle. And so what we're getting is information. It's like, okay, these are puzzle pieces. You're like going, yeah, does, does this fit? Yeah, I think so. But to what you were saying is like, we don't, we have now this, um, uh, this committee, this, uh, I've already forgotten their name. They're my favorite people, the Oversight Committee. We have the Oversight Committee, the OC. We'll, we'll just call them because, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're all about uh, the beach like that. Um, no, OC wasn't, the, that was OP. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, we, these, this makes sense given the black box that is CIG. And, um, uh, I think also uh, we can sort of box in the black box and say we don't know what's going on inside there, but we're pretty sure that this black box is not going to spit out a legit beta in six in nine months. It's just not going to happen. Well, I can't tell you um, what's going on, but I can mm -hmm. estimate probably to a high degree what's not going on. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And that's information too. That That is information too because you're saying, well... We know that this isn't happening, and we know that this is a thing that has to happen before the thing that you're saying you're going to do can be done. How are you going to make that happen? And I was like, oh, well, you know, our developers are too busy to, to talk to you right now. <laughs> oh, so about all of that subscriber money, what, what are you doing with that? What do you, I mean, because somebody figured out how many millions of dollars a year it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's not an insignificant amount of money, and it's like... Okay, and so we're getting what yeah, five mil? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, <laughs> it, sure, <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. You know, and 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 we're and we're just left over with Disco Lando. So they're very very disheartening in that in that regard. But not gonna let it get me down. No, not gonna do it. Um, and uh, finally, uh, just for funsies, uh, the theater of war. Yes, remember how we kind of went um, pretty silent on that um, after you know Sean Tracy uh, speaking of uh, of amazing drugs. Um, 
Sean Tracy uh, waxed uh, poetical at uh, last sitcom about how he was going. He wanted to get this out to us early this year. Well, this year's almost over, and we've got we're getting less than no information about it. And so the rumor is that it's either shelved forever or more likely is set to be reborn as a fork knife's long lost booty twerking revenue generating kiss and cousin. Yeah, I said that. And of course that means more fast paced, teen friendly, these are not my words, these are their words, teen friendly Fortnite-esque gameplay features. Now, all I know is I want to be able to floss with Jillian Anderson and I'm hoping I can get her with LTI, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, Gleep, let me ask you a quick question. How many how many players are they looking at putting into their combined arms combat game? Because I think I remember you know, it's around forty. Was it? It was a twenty v twenty, I think. Yeah, Call of Duty Warzone is one hundred and fifty mm-hmm. people at once. <laughs> it's already out. <laughs> just yeah. just saying. Yeah. I, but you know, it's I'm I'm trying to you know I'm thinking back on the um, on the um, the demographic that is the um, uh, the fanboy faithful for Star Citizen, and I do not, especially the you know the 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 Wing Commander days, you know the 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 Ben crowd, you know the the um, the Wing Commander days, the um, the folks that uh, you know take this stuff very very seriously, and I do not see them reacting well to a Fortnite esque gameplay feature set. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a bad game type, right? Like people, obviously, it's very popular, and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. fun to certain mm-hmm. people. But you can't take a highly immersive game where spaceships have toilets and showers, and then yep. go to that. And don't tell me combined arms is less than a company on a le- on a company that's not combined arms not in yeah. 2020 or whenever this is going to be released so the yeah. 40 people player cap is very disappointing it's already behind industry standard which yeah. call of duty already established and it's already out and people are already playing it uh yeah and then hey i, I just want to finish with why create one game or two games when you can create five <laughs> And that's yeah, exactly. This seems what they exactly. They're doing what happened to uh, whatever it was Arena Ball or whatever, or the <laughs> that uh, game uh, type uh, that was uh, right Ball. out of uh, Ender's Game, <laughs> and then uh, Seda Ball, yeah, Seda Ball, which went nowhere. And then you have, uh, you know, the Marine FPS game, and now you have the Combined Arms game, which feels like the Marine game. And then you have yeah. Arena Commander, then you have Squadron Forty Two, and then you have, you know, yeah. Star Citizen proper. Yeah, yeah, like finish these one. Were all things that were going to be released soon, TM. Because I remember uh, Seda Ball got demoed at one of the PAXs, and the Alita brothers were there. So I, I wanted this was probably PAX South, because PAX South is the one that's in Austin, um, or it was back in the day. Anyway, they were there. They got a chance to play. They said, "Yeah, it was rough, but it was fun." Um, and then, like you said, it disappeared. Um, and then Arena Commander, we had Arena Commander kind of all along. That was one of the first things that went, that went live. And one day they just stopped supporting it. You know, they stopped adding new features. Um, I haven't, obviously I haven't been in it forever, but uh, my understanding is, is that there, it's still got bugs that have been there for forever. And, uh, you know, same thing with Star Marine. And um, so why is it that you're going to, okay, we're going to give them something new and flashy and bright and shiny, and that's going to make everything okay. Um, and so then you have um, uh, Sean Tracy come out and, um, you know, just with a windshield wiper on his upper lip, just knocking the sweat off. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, next year, man. And... Um, then it was, oh, well, we need this to help us balance weapons. And then it was nothing. It was nothing. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to be cynical about what's inside the black box, but, you know, inside the black box, things go to die. <laughs> this, this, I think, is true. So, um, you know, what's the, next, what's the next corpse that's going to come floating out of there in the middle of the night? Dun, 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 dun. Like if you shook a black box and you expected, like, maybe it'll rattle a little, but it should sound fine. It's like a squishing sound, like a squishy noise. Yeah, and cries for help. Of course, <laughs> not supposed to rattle. Like, what are these yeah. broken parts, like, floating around, <laughs> banging mm-hmm. against each other? 
Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so I no no need to. I went further down that road than I than I, than I promised myself I would. Um, so that, that's it. And all of these things are good things in my mind. What? That's 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 my PewDiePie impression. <laughs> what? Which is sort of like a a, um, a a Borat with his testicles haven't dropped yet. You know what? What? There's a few people that like to push into a landfill and then cover it, and he is one of those people. <laughs> okay. Put, got, we have a black box just for you. Um, so, yeah. not in and of themselves, these things, good, mind you, uh, but taken in total, I see a faint glimmer of what might be light at the end of a long, dark, fetid tunnel. Did I mention that I went for my annual fisting this afternoon? You guys... Joe, you might be old enough. You, sorry, you, I, sorry. you did, and I yeah. just sort sorry. of like filed away. But now I'm, I actually believe you, and uh, so I did. Did I you did. urinate? What... Oh no! No, oh, then you're no, good no. to go. Oh, I took it like a man. I took it like no, a, yeah. I, thank you, thank you, sir. May I have another? And 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 thank God for effeminate men. <laughs> oh wow! No, so I had a really With small hands, <laughs> really cute PA. Give me my last. Oh, examination oh. and uh it was sort of embarrassing because it was like an intense moment and at the end i was like i don't i don't know if we exchange numbers or anything at the end of this and she's like yeah you just go see the front yeah. desk for yeah your can you can you can you scoop that <laughs> can you scoop that up so i can take it to the fertility clinic <laughs> yeah oh never again never again well no you will again trust me no i'd just rather get the cancer <laughs> than the humiliation. No, you, don't. you don't. Embarrass me. Learn to love the embarrassment. Um, okay, so uh, if we recall back, speaking of, if you recall back to the end of our uh, CR hate boner show, I mean, that is, it's, it's, it's my boner, <laughs> but it's our show. Anyhow, my thesis out of the summation of the vociferous argumentation presented then was, so long as CR remains at the helm of the Star Citizen Project, it will never be completed and released in any form representative of the promises made, as was and has been represented in the marketing materials and or described in the video content presented by CIG since I originally backed in 2014. Um, some parts are in. Um, so now CR potentially being nudged away from his self-appointed position at the helm, at that very same helm, can only be a good thing. So bottom line, I think that these things, understanding that they are only rumors, uh, that these rumored changes improve the chances of anything ever actually being released. So uh, an oversight committee with the authority to mete out real consequences for mi missed goals is a huge victory for the backers of this project, in my humble opinion. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. So um, guys, any comments before we move on and talk about other things? Yeah, can I deflate your balloon real quick on that? Please, please, please. Um, do you think CR came up with Theaters of War? Or do you think um, probably an outside group that's like, what can we do with what we have that's going to make the kids excited? No, you, you know you know what my theory is? You know, you, oh, you want to talk about your, I your hear theories. Yeah. So when they bought the license for CryEngine, okay, um, CryEngine had a game that they developed... I, mean, I don't know how many years ago it was, but I forget what it was called. I think it was called Crisis Wars. Yeah, it might have been Cri Wars. I, Crisis. I think this is a little or Warhead. Sorry. And I and Sean Tracy worked on that project, and so my suspicion was that somebody said we got to give them something. We got nothing that's near ready to release. We got to give them something. How tough would it be to pop Star Citizen assets on top of Crisis Wars or whatever it's called? Um, and now you are Sean, operating under the assumption that an engine license comes with a whole game. Uh, kind of nuts. Yes, oh, I, oh no, I get it because no, the game never came out. I don't think the game ever released. Warhead, um, but I. Th yeah, it did. you could buy it no, right the now. One, the, the one that I was thinking of. Anyway, but I was that the that that functionality was was in there, and that they would try to leverage it was my suspicion. Um, and uh, because they had just finished with the lawsuit at that point. So, you know, what's Crisis going to do? They're going to come back. If, if Crisis gave them that, you know, gave them that, that, um, that functionality, um, and they used it, you know, changed a few things, they could say, well, this isn't, you know, they could go all, uh, 
of uh, vanilla ice on them. You can say, you know, it, no, it's not dun 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 dun. It's dun 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 dun. dun you know, I mean the the whole ice ice baby thing. You know, with Bowie and um, Bowie and uh, Queen. You know. Um, you know, they could just say, yeah, no, it's a different game. Look at, look at, look at see, that guy's uniform's red. Our, our guy's, his uniforms are blue, you know. So, I mean, it's my hypothesis. Uh, it's probably like everything else that I, I uh, prattle on about not <laughs> accurate at all. <laughs> but, um, I no, to answer your question, Joe, no, I don't think that that was a CR thing because I think that that doesn't really fit into his space opera, um, his magnum opus, you know, um, because you sort of, you kind of had some of that with Arena Commander and um, uh, Star Marine, but I think you got away with that by um, having it be uh, sim training simulations. You had a little, you know, sim pod in your hangar that you climbed into and then you did these training simulations. So that was the way they kind of got around that. Which I think was also a thing in the Wing Commander games too. I think in the in the bar or the shower or someplace you could you could enter into simulations where you basically did practice stuff. Um, but so no, I, I think I think that that was a thing that was a straw that was grasped at in desperation to try to get something out to either appease uh, the restless horde or to um, make some more money or both at the same time. So. See, my fear is that that comes from the outside influence. And they're like, hey, we're invested. How do we make a profit on this? What can we do with this at this point? Clearly, this has failed. How do we write this? And that's not, mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't sign up sign up for any of that. I signed up for right. Chris's original vision. And the thing is, is that he's sort of like, and, and the way I look at it, he's both the villain and sort of the, protagonist in this whole thing like chris is the guy i believed in to like deliver this vision of this thing that no one else would develop and mm -hmm. probably had the chops to do it and the connections to do it but he also like he's his own worst enemy and that like all the revisions and stuff that the agent was talking about like that mm -hmm. lends credibility to me because it sounds very reasonable like that mm -hmm. feels like it's really happening it doesn't sound like some made-up you know narrative and right. uh we got a lot of experience with made-up narratives right now at this point in history. So <laughs> we're masters. I feel like we're all experts. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. so like I, the whole thing is like I have mixed feelings about it. Um, yeah, Arena Canner made sense because like it was a building block. It was like you know uh, an interesting creative way to like present mechanics and start testing things. You know, I could see maybe Theaters War being the same way, but also I kind of feel like if you know it didn't come out too long after you know. Other games kind of came out with similar concepts. It almost feels like sort of like a money grab to me, or like. So yeah, that's my, that's my big concern with this whole thing. I think this whole thing, I think the Star Citizen will eventually get. I think something will happen. It will be descoped. We will ultimately be. I, I'm afraid unsatisfied with it. Right. Um. But at this point, like I was telling Thorin the other day in a, in a private conversation, I w I'd be happy if they just had 50 people per system. Let's just give us multiple systems, and then you know we can instance into our own system based on your group, and yet that's still problematic. But at that point, can we even get enough that there be full servers of 50 people? And you know, like, yeah. I don't, I don't even know if we will, right? Like, so I don't know. There's my yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I I think that I think that you know, looking at, at best worst case uh, possibilities is is legit. Um, uh, you know, it's the the thing that that really I think is um, unworkable about that kind of stuff is, is what happens for people, you know, the whales, the, the 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 big time investors in this game, who all have Bengals. That solution's not going to work for them, you know, because it's basically you and your Bengal can spawn into a system and and um, you know look in the mirror and touch yourself. I mean, it's it's that's all that there's going to be horsepower to support. That's not gonna work. But the but there's gonna be a ten to one AI ratio that we all believe in. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, they can all stand on chairs. Yeah. T pose. <laughs> right. Right. So they can just all stand on chairs and like T poses. I mean, yeah. uh, yeah. I'm. 
like I said, I've been pretty nervous for a long time because fixing like mining or like you're saying, you're talking about professions. Um, I also think it's concerning that like we can't get Squadron 42, a single player game out the door, which yeah, I originally thought like maybe perhaps the game is so complicated with the AI, they have to do a lot of offloading. So maybe this is way more than a single PC can actually run because of complex physics and all these NPCs and all this other craziness. And then, and then part of me is like, well, no, you can do smoke and mirrors and, like, Chris, if anything Chris knows how to do, it should be to be a single-player game, right? That he's done that a lot. I can I can get it that he doesn't understand how to do, like, a modern multiplayer game, but a single-player game, and they're changing all the stuff, <laughs> the storyline and everything else, and doing recuts of scenes, like, you already had all your high-paid actors in. You've already done all the voiceovers, like... What are you changing? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. you're not changing the voice acting, right? That's all done. So, like, what are you changing in that? Like, why can't they get Squadron 42 out of the door? That's concerning to me. And then, Well, I think, actually, they have been doing reshoots and re-recordings on a lot of the voice acting. And that, that was in the one of the points that I, I brought up. He was They were talking about there were... A lot of redos after stuff had already been completed and signed off, um, and that that was costing thousands and thousands and thousands of wasted man hours. Oh, absolutely! Um, but even more than that, like Mark Hamill's not cheap, and I know they're buddies, but still, like, you know, are they doing like yeah. Gillian Anderson coming in to like do stuff, or are they doing like, you I know, they so. can have like secondary people, you know, you know, whatever, like third bridge yeah, mate. Yeah you know, whatever can like <laughs> go and do his lines. But like, yeah, I, I, that's, that's what's concerning to me. And, uh, even more so is like to get the game we want, like static meshing is not going to do it. I think that's going to be ultimately disappointing, but probably better than most of what's out there already. But dynamic mm -hmm. meshing, we haven't even seen, well, hell, we haven't even seen two systems. We haven't seen any meshing. So like no. dynamic meshing is a whole, a whole nother, you know, mm -hmm. it's exponentially more difficult. And then on top of that, how how they do, you know, insisting, like, how do they decide who goes where? You could literally just, can you just max it out? Can you just be your, you know, your, your 50 favorite trading or friends who's, who are always going to cruise around in your little fleet and never have to worry about PvP? Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's something that could happen. If it, is it 100? Is there are, there are there guilds out there that could do that? Absolutely. And they're going to figure that out, and then it, it kind of you kind of get into that whole thought process of like, wow, was will this even be as fun or as immersive as we thought, or is it just going to be something that can be easily exploited? Well, yeah, and then and and it's also then you you on top of all of that, you still have to add you know all the bugs, the flight system, the um, the weapon balancing, the um, the issues they were having with uh, latency, uh, you know, in the FPS, the desyncs and FPS for people playing just across the country, you know, it was the the performance. So many performance concerns, I guess, is probably the thing. But I do want to point out off of a thing that you said, a couple things actually. Uh, the bit about the uh, the fast-paced, team-friendly, uh, Fortnite-esque gameplay features that was the Calders. That was that suggested that so that was not a thing that chris suggested and i'm guessing that that was that would be a thing that would make chris cringe pretty uh pretty violently um and also if you go back and you read i think it was the original response the response to um called Cal or whatever the guy's name was <laughs> the guy who i stood up for and i can't remember his name um, uh, Camerol. Uh, if you read the res Chris's response to um, Chris's second response, would, which would have been the um, response to the response to the response. <laughs> anyway, in there, there is a line, and I forget what it was, but it was something to the effect of, "This is my vision, and I will not compromise it." Um, and it's like, you know, at that point, you're just going, you know, Earth, Earth to Moon Unit uh, Roberts. You're not going to compromise it. What does that mean? Does that mean that you somehow have this expectation that you're going to, you know, sit in the um, 
the little porta potty they've stuffed you in and just spend the rest of your life working on uh, the intricacies of how fire spreads in a vacuum. I mean, who's going to, who, at some point, people are going to stop paying you to do that. Um, and uh, every, every day that passes before getting to that point is more money that people are throwing away given that you're eventually going to reach a point where the whole thing has to fall apart. So, yeah, I, I think there. I think there is so much wrong here, and so many, so many potentially bad ways it can go um, if there isn't somebody there with some sort of uh, administrative power. I, I, I pray to God that there is a, a, an overseeing committee or whatever. <laughs> Can't even. I'm. I'm just losing it. Uh, the optim. It's not the optimization board. It's not the. Please help. This me. is. This is Oversight. why companies have boards. This is why startups have boards. Like Oversight outside boards of like people who are like, hey, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You're. Yeah. You know, you're. you're what you're doing's crazy. Like rain it in, scope it. I think. Oh, d- dude. I think. I, I. I would. I would. I would. I put way too like you. I put way too much money into this game. I would, I would do it again just to have Alec Baldwin go in there and say, "Put the fucking coffee down, <laughs> Chris. Put the fucking coffee down." You need someone. I believe you need someone like Chris Roberts, who's uncompromising, who has a vision, who is yeah. also beholden to a board that calls him on his bullshit. That like. And you need to have a good balance there. And I mean, that's not a simple thing. And success is not a simple thing, right? Like, and unfortunately, the, I think the fl- influence they have right now, all I know about them is they're trying to do this thing where they're like, hey, like, let's get some Fortnite out of this. And I'm like, you're missing the fundamental principle of the game. And what was the other thing that came out of that statement? They were, they were like, oh, what do you tell me? There was, there was already a squadrons, like rebel squadrons, like, game or whatever the star wars squadrons game is that's coming out soon um, right, right they're like oh there was already something like that why 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 didn't we like you know you know release something with that and i think that's just and now that also says something like yeah there was some investment there that didn't really invest in what the spirit of what they didn't even understand what the spirit of what the game was i don't think so i don't well, think they have a depth of knowledge of like what it what that was supposed to be, or and it's concerning. If, if that comment is coming from a place where it's like, "Hey, we're bleeding money here, and we're not getting enough to replace it coming in the door," um, you know, just you know, assuming for a, for a second that you can um, um, that the uh, the fundraising numbers um, are for entertainment purposes only. Um, if there are some concerns about staying afloat. It's like, well, we've had these problems for a while, and you've got this thing here that arguably could be turned around into a product that will bring in money quickly. Why, ha- why haven't you done that? Well, it's because I've got a vision and I don't intend to compromise it. It's like, well, again, we're back to my to my porta potty example, where it's like at some point they're just gonna they're gonna turn off the lights, and Chris is gonna open the door, and he's gonna be in a Wiener Schnitzel parking lot. And that's going to be all there is to it. Yeah, I don't know, Soren. What would you do right now? Like, if you had the, the assets, everything, what, what would you release? What would be the the first thing you would release or try to do? We may have to cut this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, man. I just went rogue. <laughs> the theaters of war mode would not be a bad idea if they could get the player count up a bit. I think a, if they tried to go into like, I don't know, the same vein as a game like Squad, or maybe even if they could get it up as high as Planet Side. I think the there's so many technical and design challenges they could address with something like theaters of war that apply to the PU, that apply to Squadron, that apply to so many other things they want to do. But they, they have to get all that stuff done first anyway, and then you could you could attack <clears throat> you could attack um, server meshing and all those kinds of things. 
in the same place as you work your way up from a squad level of scale to a planet side level of scale. Almost like, dare I say, an agile approach. Yes. Hmm. You deliver the minimum viable product, you get feedback, you figure out what needs to change, and you keep working. Yeah. On it. You figure out some mm -hmm. game mechanics that are fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you build on them, mm -hmm. connect them, and see how they <laughs> connect or don't connect. And you go from there. And you constantly. That's the one thing that I think that. I'm glad you said that. Because I think the one thing that they. The one opportunity that SIG has missed is that they had all these player testers. They had this large community that could give them continuous feedback. And I think mm -hmm. they totally missed the boat on that. Um, yeah. The other thing I think that they could do that they're more comfortable with that is just get Squadron 42 out. Get the single-player game out. And what do you think the holdup there is? Anybody. Um, I, I, oh, well, I, I, I think from what we saw, the, the idea, is the, the holdup is uh, Chris's uh, perfectionism. You know, the, the rewrites. reshooting, the, the rewrites and the uh, the signing off on things and then, you know, hauling it back in. Because I'm sure there's got to be just oodles of contingencies on, on things. And so every time he does that, or that every time that happens, uh, it affects a whole bunch of other pieces that then have to be, uh, they have to be at least touched again. Um, and potentially have to be uh, reworked uh, to some extent. And that you know and the idea that you know it's my vision and i'll cry if i want to just doesn't just doesn't cut it if you're trying to run a business you know if you're trying to have a business that gets paid for doing this stuff then that's great if you're you know if you're going to the watercolor uh lab down at the uh, the strip mall every saturday to learn how to paint uh realistic looking uh daffodils that's great do that no one's ever going to pay you for them you know, but if your idea is that you want to create this other extraordinary piece of art, it's going to require people giving you money. And so at some point, the reality has to kick in and say, these two things are inconsistent. Your design philosophy is inconsistent with the business model, you know, or your, your production philosophy is inconsistent with the business model. And uh, somebody has to make it stop. And uh, we had hoped it was going to be Aaron. We still haven't heard from him. He's um, I'm getting these really weird cryptic messages from Brian. I mean, we hope he's okay. Um, you know, he, he sent a picture. He tweeted a picture of a bee. And then he tweeted, you know, something about my lower back hurts. Does anybody know a good German remedy for back pain? And then there was, you know, apparently a streamer. Did anybody know a streamer named Wix? W yx apparently this person passed away and brian acknowledged that person's passing but other than that there's been nothing from the guy these are these were the guys that were supposed to be running the operation you know he was the go-to guy for all things germany you know um aaron was in charge of i forget what it was exactly but he was in charge of a big thing studio 42 thing. yeah well i but then and Brian was in charge of Germany, and I, so I don't know how that breaks out. But and then you know, I, I I thought that Aaron had taken over like global something something or other, and it was, it was Star Citizen responsible for Star Citizen. But anyway, all of these people have gone silent, and you know, it's like I say, there's that black box, and then we've got these rumors that that those pieces they kind of fit in a way that makes sense, and I'm I'm encouraged. You know, I hope that. The oversight committee. I remember that the oversight committee is real, and I hope um, that they uh, they have teeth. I hope they have teeth, and I hope they're not afraid to use them. Because I, assuming we understand how Chris's mind work, and I think, and that's a huge assumption. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, almost as huge as that loogie. <laughs> Whoa. Um, it's that you just don't sit down and have a heart-to-heart -heart with that kind of narcissism you know that kind of narcissism <laughs> has to has to be broken you know yeah. um, let me let me tell you i come from a family of them so it's it's just it's not a good situation well no you um, alluded to it how bad it is it's not just that yeah. they signed with chris but everybody yeah. else that you've also heard of and <laughs> not to deflate your balloon even further and we can edit this out later but i mean <laughs> literally you're like i'm very positive about this and it's like 
I just keep thinking back to the prequels of Star Wars where they're like, a communication blockade can only mean one thing. <laughs> they're going to mm-hmm. invade it. It's going to be bad. And literally, what we have right now, you're, you're like, I haven't, I haven't heard from Brian. I haven't, I haven't heard from, um, you know, right, Chris's right. brother. And like, I already forgot his name. <laughs> like Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who, who, who used to be like vocal all the time, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and then Chris even saying like, I can answer one question. And that, I mean, that could be part of his narcissism or it could be like, Hey, we're going to let you answer one question. It's probably I narcissism. S- I suspect that that is part of the oversight committee, whoever is you know running the oversight committee saying you need to, this is what you will say. And that's all. Um, and that, um, them, you know, and, and you look at it from like Brian's perspective, suppose you have whoever's running this oversight committee. And again, you know, we're, th- we're still theory crafting. It's been six years and we're still, this show is about theory crafting. Um, that, uh, you have Brian and you have Aaron and suppose somebody comes in and be, they've gone through the process through the steps of the contract that they had. Uh, the stock purchase plans and all of the things, the agreements that were set up, and we have reached the point in that flow, in that logic flow, where you're no longer in charge, we decide who's in charge, and we decide what you will, and we decide what the penalties will be if you refuse to do what we we say. Now, probably that doesn't affect Brian because he was not a partner. He was not on the board. Aaron was, or Aaron is. So it could be that, and it could be that these guys are like, you know, this really sucks. You know, this was going to be the our project where we got to go from beginning to end without um, a publisher telling us what to do. And here we have essentially a person in the role of publisher telling us what to do. It's like, well, Whose signature is that on the bottom of that that purchase agreement? Why did you bring that money in? Don't tell me now that it was to advertise Squadron 42 and nothing else. You know, I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a minute. Um, but so yes, I am encouraged because I think that the narcissism is already in check, and what we are witnessing is some of the responses to that. Um, that uh, perhaps the response from Brian uh, uh, is, you know, I think I'm going to go hang out in my garden and take pictures of bugs. Because <laughs> remember, the, the last time he was on one of the, the uh, subscriber shows, he was on there with um, Tyler. And there, had, there was something said at the end of the show. Um, you know, and Brian's, you know, kind of a dry guy, too. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's got a little... He's got a little little bite to him uh, from time to time, but you know Tyler said, and you know, and hey, what do you got coming up? Well, uh, I'm looking forward to doing these shows with you, Brian. Uh, these shows that we're going to be doing every week, where we uh, update the folks on blah 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 blah. And Brian looked at him, and it was clear as day. Brian had no idea what he was talking about. So you know, it could be just like you know what, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. You know, and I'm not under contract. You can't make me do that. You know, I you, or I mean, you can tell me that as my boss, I'm, I have to, and I'll refuse to do it, and we'll go from there. Not saying that's what happened, but I'm just saying that I think that the existence of this oversight committee is not is not a brand new, out of nothing, uh, situation. Assuming that that for, the formation happened recently, that it is at the point that we are in this um, contract agreement flow. We've, we've reached the, the, the point of deliverables and consequences for failing to make the deliverables um, in which we have a situation where somebody else is calling the day-to-day shots. Because of late, there has been a lot of stuff talking about, um, you know, um, uh, there seems to be more activity than there has been over the last, you know, six months at least. The last, you know, since last CitizenCon, that could be, you know, people saying, you know, you you can't you can't not say anything to people. You have to come out and you have to create some sort of connection with the backer community, because remember, um, I, there was part of um, oh shoot, oh shoot, I'm I'm forgetting the part. There was a part, a thing that happened last year, in which. Uh, the um, uh, 
it's gone. It's gone. Gosh, you know, guys, we are at an hour and a half on this, and uh, Vendus did show, uh, did pop in, and he's like, "Dudes, I'm so sorry. I totally miss this. I'm going to go. Out. I'm so sad. I'm going to have to go out and eat some comfort food." Um, so, um, what do you say we cut it here? Um, this is a um, a good spot in the notes that I had, and we'll come back. Um, I'm leaving. Uh, for a week at the beach. Uh, I'll see you there, Joe. <laughs> Heck Wrong yeah. Uh, um, and uh, I'll be back um, the second week of October. We'll get back together and finish this up, hopefully with Vendus um, as well. And we'll get into um, the other stuff we had about uh, talking about um, you know simulation gameplay, narrative, um, and uh, some of the games that we are excited about. Um, uh, absolutely want to talk about... Uh, uh, Interstellar Rift, which, uh, uh, you know, uh, popped back onto our radar uh, after being gone since uh, 2017, since August 1st for me, 2017. Um, and also um, about uh, Deep Rock Galactic is getting a uh, Roughnecks at Work uh, content drop on October 8th, which is, uh, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So I uh, want to talk about that, and it'll be out by then, so by the time I get back. So we'll be able to do that with a more informed brain mind. Uh, but I did, before we got, I did want to say, um, you know, someone somewhere had said something about Forknife is getting sandworms. Is that correct? No, that was, or, that was a joke. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I, I did... I do want to point out that Keith Calder had tweeted, um, this, you know, Calder, Calder the Lesser. <laughs> you probably wouldn't appreciate that. Um, he <laughs> likes his sandworms uh, Tim Burton style. Uh, so, um, and he also likes VR games. And can, can you imagine? <laughs> I, I seen it all on the interweb. Can you imagine him and Chris is off going, um, can you put VR in? Because <laughs> I really like VR games. <laughs> You yeah, know, I'd, I'd like that, actually. I think that would, that's the best thing I can hope for out of this, is a, a pretty VR game. Absolutely. Well, you know, and this was something else that we were going to get to, um, and but we'll touch on it real quick here now on the way out the door. Um, Elite Dangerous reversed course on that. Um, on their Odyssey update, there was going to be no first-person VR, uh, but they've, I, they've compromised on that a little bit. So I don't think it's going to be... Uh, full FPS VR, but I think that they are going to um, set it up so that you can go from full VR in the cockpit to um, uh, the uh, the VR theater screen um, when you get out of the ship, which uh, I, I think is 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 a is a reasonable compromise rather than having to yank your your visor off every time you get in and out of the ship, you know. It's a little better, I guess. I, I mean, but they're they're working with them anyway, so I, I thought that that was kind of interesting. I mean, it's, um, you know, and then, oh, and we've got to talk about No Man's Sky, too. Oh, God, we've got to talk about No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! So much stuff to get to, and, you know, these these things here that I, I, I figured would take us about 20 minutes to get through, they end up taking two hours, so. But that's the beauty of this. That's the beauty of us, guys, okay? So, I mean, you know, everyone, take a look in the mirror right now. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> I feel like we still haven't talked about the new Warframe content either. We haven't! We haven't. Jeez, I, I know that's, what, and you know, it's kind of getting back to what I was saying near the top. Um, I do want to start putting out more content. I just got to figure out a way that I can do it where I'm not um, spending, you know, ten to fifteen hours every week just just writing up show notes because that that kills that kills my game time. Um, uh, and we've we've talked about that before. Uh, so that's why I was thinking about, you know, doing one sh one or two shots a, a month and then being able to cut it up into pieces and put it out, uh, which I will be able to do here, So we'll, um, which is nice on this conversation. Um, but there are so many things that um, uh, there are to speak of. And uh, so probably uh, what we ought to do is we ought to, probably ought to start having a pre... Um, a pre-script writing meeting where we talk we talk about what it is that we want to focus on, um, so that we don't 
Because if you leave it all up to me, a hundred percent, I'll I'll go all Chris Roberts and I'll <laughs> I'll crawl into the porta potty and you'll never get me out. Um, but uh, if uh, if at least get some input for one or two things that everybody wants to talk about, then I can try to to focus more in that direction. Um, it's not something I'm good at, but it's uh, definitely something I'm willing to um, uh, to try to incorporate into the process, as Mrs. G calls it. Oh, so you're in your room processing again, are you? That's great. I'll just be out here married to you without you for a while. <laughs> Third time to today. Third time. I spend a lot of time in my office. I, you know, I'm in my office at work now. I'm going to go home. I'm going to be sitting in my office at home. So it's... Um, the sad thing is that it's actually what I want to do. So um, there's that. Just process. Right, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, everybody, uh, thank you. I don't. I don't have a, a fancy indie written for uh, for this part of the show. I can scroll down and see. Maybe I can pirate a thing. Yeah, I can do this part over here. Okay. I'm still pants on head. Gleep. He is still sorry. Another. He is. Um, He's not here. He's Vendus. We hope he's going to be back next time. He's out getting something to eat that makes him feel better. He's, he's out getting, he's ordering up some food to fill the empty part inside his body. Um, that didn't work out. It's the empty part of his soul. So, it isn't that what we all want. Yeah, he's just, he's, he's filling, filling that, that hole in his heart with, um, <laughs> with macaroni and cheese. <laughs> uh, God, oh, that sounds so good. Um, and, uh, other guy here, he's, uh, he's still Joe, he's still evil, he's still evil Joe. Um, and this has been, uh, the first part of Transubstantial Clown Pants. Yes, that's right, brought to you by the fine folks over at the Pants Cast Family of Shows, a wholly owned subsidiary of Gleep's Gaming Network TM, where all our shows wear floppy shoes, only sometimes made from throttle cable and human skin. That would be your department, sorry. Um, and please do be sure to go to gleepsgaming.fun for stuff and links, particularly the one that takes you to the Talking Mouth place. Please do come out and hang with us on our Discord server where you can let us see your transubstantial drop seat pants. Yeah! George Takai? George Takai. Oh my. Yes! All right, everybody. We will be back uh, again. My name is Justin. This concludes Transubstantial Clown Pants. We hope you enjoy it. My name is Justin. <laughs>